0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Creative Writing. This is 262, I believe, or 263. Uh, I am your host, Junkie. I am here with my uh, sentient robotic sidekick here. Hello,
1: Junkie. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. And uh, this is a Thanksgiving weekend, so uh, hopefully everybody is having a great Thanksgiving. Uh, How was your Thanksgiving? I'm
2: doing well we don't have a national robot holiday like your indigenous month or thanksgiving day Mm, although we do intentionally malfunction for a bit on charles babbage's birthday (laughs)
0: when is charles babbage's birthday
2: his birthday was december 26th
0: oh okay okay it's cool that's that's coming up pretty soon um yeah hey that's the day after everyone's gonna get some some cool toys maybe they'll get those uh uh you know something robotic for christmas do you remember those robot boxing toys yeah, my uncle had, oh no, well, maybe it was my dad or my uncle had those when I was a kid. Man, the Rock'em Sock'em robots, oh my god, they were so much fun. And, uh, he, like, the OG ones, I, the the ones nowadays are... I don't, because they weren't robots. What? They were plastic controlled by physical mechanical means. <laughs> I was in the middle of telling my story about it. You mean, so, I mean, a robot is controlled by physical mechanical means, right? I mean, anything could be a robot. Um... Just not it doesn't have to be sentient like you are i mean i think when about 100 years before i was born in 1773 the first quote robot was made by this watchmaker guy i think
2: actually in the fourth century bce a Greek mathematician named archivist created a wooden pigeon that was articulated via steam and air
0: moto one podcast network Welcome to Creative Riding, America's weird uncle of motorcycle podcasts. We're the big sounding podcast with the tiniest following. We're brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. For more details, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative riding to find out more. Now, to your crazy, crazy show. <laughs> Feel it already? God, better turn this off. Woo! All right, everybody, welcome. Yes, this is episode 262. At least that's what I have here on my notes. Uh, I am here uh, as usual. We, <laughs> excuse me, we have our. Uh, little statement that I need to get into right away at the top of the show because we got a lot coming on. This is the Cheese Head Double Edition, and we got a bunch of stuff coming up. So, let me tell you here the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast, which this week is me and Tobor and me and Tobor only, are, are those of the participants. They do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Writing, Moto One Podcast Network, or its affiliates. Any opinions of respected participants and is not intended to blind anyone or anything, even. Those crappy chopper riders. All right. And by uh, just me and Tobor, I am totally lying about that. We have two cheeseheads on this week's show. Um, so I'm taking some massive amounts of methamphetamines to uh, speed up my, my normal cadence, how I uh, take forever to talk. Um, thank you. Uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, interviews we had this week. And I'm just excited as all hell to bring them to you this, uh, this week. Last week's show, it was so good to have somebody to talk to because last week's show... I must have said toward the end of the episode uh, the, the c- contact creator writing podcast at gmail.com about 50,000 times. I was falling asleep. That was a whole that was a late night of recording after spending a couple hours on a phone with the medium, excuse me, trying to channel uh, Steve McQueen because this is the 50th anniversary of um, the uh, on any Sunday uh, movie And as you know, um, well, you know, the, the original got its uh, start in uh, 1971, 50 years. Um, and I am actually a movie captain for that show. And I was thinking I should sign up. Well, you know, I should uh, advertise it. We'll do a whole bit where we, uh, we get this medium to contact Steve McQueen. He is just as hard to work with in the afterlife as he is, as he was in real life from what I've read and heard about him. And so, unfortunately, that didn't go so well. It was really crappy. We spent like two and a half hours on the phone trying to get it all to work out. And then I just scrapped it anyway. So apologies for last week's show. This week is going to be a banger, though. Let's get into it. First and foremost, things I need to remind you of, the Patreon gift exchange. Any of our patrons who are listening to this or that didn't read the note on Patreon, um, we're having a gift exchange this year. So far, three people have signed up. And uh, I'll be the fourth in that in that wheel, so that we make a at least a, a square. And anybody else, please uh, reply soon if you'd like to be part of our Patreon gift exchange. How it works is we trade uh, addresses and pick a gift. I, I suggest twenty bucks or less. But if you want to buy somebody a new motorcycle and you're secretly Mr. Moneybags or Mama Moneybags, and uh, you're part of our Patreon group, go for it. Do what you like, what you're comfortable with. But. No more than no more than twenty bucks. Uh, you know, five ten, whatever you're whatever you're cool with. Uh, doesn't have to necessarily be moto related, but you know that's what the, this time of year is all all about and all for. Oh, God, my microphone. Anyways, um, so I just wanted to remind people of that. I'm gonna probably be sending out one more uh, reminder because we're actually gonna get that cracking pretty soon, and. Um, One more thing I want to tell you about. Flat Out Friday is coming up December 3rd. You'll hear a little bit about that in a few minutes, as you'll find out. Uh, The Southern California Norton Norton Owners Club, or the SCNAC, uh, Run for the Roses is happening again this year. uh, Departing Lucky Baldwin's Trappist, which is uh, down on Colorado, the east end of Colorado, where the... uh, the uh, Rose Parade goes. It's not on the west end down by Old Town, Colorado, so just remember that. It's Lucky Baldwins. Lucky Baldwins Trappist is a totally different uh, Lucky Baldwins. It uh, focuses on Trappist beers and all that fun stuff. So that ride's departing at 10 a.m. sharp. They're going to run up to Chilau School, and uh, since uh, Newcomb's is closed, they're, we're riding to Chilau And I would bring some money because they usually give, like, free food out at Chilao. but bring some money to donate. Chilao is a great... Uh, school, I think I believe it used to be an Indian school. We'll do. We won't worry about the history of Chilao, but uh, it's a it's a cool little area up there. And um, yeah, we'll be we we'll riding up there this year. There's gonna be ride maps there, so go for it. Uh, other news, uh, that we talked. I talked a little bit about this with people at IMS, which we're gonna be reviewing here in a minute. Uh, yeah, sorry about this, but the port of LA, the port of Los Angeles, very very interesting area. Last year I rode down there for part of our uh, motorcycle podcasters challenge to get one of the street names down there, a really long, long street name. But the Port is such an interesting, interesting area, and it's an interesting part of LA and LA's history, and it's an interesting part of commerce across the United States. It's where most of the container ships come in from overseas since we're on the Pacific Ocean. You know, the Pacific Ocean connects us to China and Japan and and Asia and all the rest of that fun stuff. Um, so instead of sailing around the world they usually come straight across to us right so we get most of the stuff there there are 82 container ships currently in the last time I heard this is this is a like last week or the week before there was 82 container ships offshore waiting to come in still to the dot the ports and uh, a whole you know a whole bunch of, of uh, merch out there waiting to come in. I have notes because I thought this was such a crazy. Uh, Let me see if I can find them. Um, Such, such crazy statistics on here. Let me see. Anyways, I just want to say that, uh, yeah, here we are. 82 container ships offshore right now, between 500 and 700,000 containers right now, and billions and billions in goods. And that's going to affect Christmas this year uh, in the United States. Also, Hanukkah, Diwali, Kwanzaa, all that fun stuff that happens toward the end of the year, Uh, Festivus, whatever, whatever Saturnalia, whatever you, whatever you happen to to uh, do at the end of the year, which includes gift giving, usually even birthdays. You know, birthdays at the end of the year, um, that is going to be affected. Uh, and so what happened is Kamala Harris was in town like a couple months ago. I think Joe Biden might have stopped by here too. They were trying to figure it out. A lot of people think nothing's going to change. However, they have, uh, uh, in order to get some of this stuff moving, they have imposed a $100 a day fine, which doesn't just mean that every single day you get $100. So at the end of the week, what, you owe 700 bucks? No. It's $100 a day. On, and and it goes up by a hundred every day. So on day two, you're gonna have 200 bucks. On day three, 300 bucks. And uh, they keep getting added. So the day one gets added to day two. So day one, it's 100 bucks. Day two, it's 200 bucks plus the 100 from the day before. So in two days, you're already getting $300. On day three, not only do you owe that $300, but you owe $600 now. So you can see how this is gonna cost the, the people not moving the terminals around. Um, to get you know a lot of a lot of things going so hopefully it doesn't affect too much but if you try to buy motorcycle gear lately and if we're talking about um you know ordering stuff for secret santa you know if you, if you plan on ordering something or you're trying to get something for this uh, year whether it's a tv or a motorcycle helmet i mean it's all coming in on these containers so it doesn't really matter but it's really been um it's really been a point of contention here and being right here in la we've Just heard about it on the news all the time. Uh, The terminals have opened 24 hours a day. One of the guys that me and Wiggins hangs out with, his uh, he was a longshoreman, and so was his mom, and they're up there, you know, offloading those containers. And he was telling me a little bit about it a few months ago, maybe maybe even uh, way earlier this year. Um, And now I haven't talked to him since this has all been going down, but sounds like the uh, terminals are open 24 hours a day now. There's actually a 64 acre lot, or they've. They've got 64 separate acres set aside for container placement so they can get them off the boats. And uh, another source that uh, works down there, I believe, quoted that they didn't think the containers would move that fast because there was nowhere to return the empty containers. And they also didn't think the drivers would be able to keep up with the port hours. So if you're a truck driver, Uh, I know there's got to be tons of money down here for you. Rail drivers, you know, they pack, I've been seeing these things stacked too high on trains, going out of here, trying to get it moving to the Midwest and getting out to shipment centers elsewhere. And so hopefully, the, you know, we're already in a chip shortage that's been affecting vehicles and power sports and all that stuff. Now we're in a shipping shortage. All hell's breaking loose. So uh, good news. Hopefully if you've been waiting for gear or you're looking for gear and this directly impacted some of the vendors at IMS, um, not only was merchandise not coming in, but bikes and other things like that from overseas weren't coming in. It was affecting uh, parts, you know, parts supply. If, you, if you've been waiting for a part for a long time, like we talked to, you um, Ray, you know, one of our listeners from a long time ago, over, I think it was like earlier this year, like back in January or February, he had crashed his bike. He's waiting for parts, waiting for them to get him in. There's just a a supply shortage right now of everything, from labor to parts and and everything in between. So hopefully this is going to clear some of that up. Uh, But yeah, 500 to 700,000 containers out there, estimated. They're not even sure. There's just so many that they're not even sure. So hopefully that gets things moving. And with that, I know what's guaranteed to get things moving, and that's cheese and beer. You put those things two, together, you'll have a bowel explosion like, you never, oh wait, no. To get things moving, I was going to do an IMS recap. Uh, of course, you know Junkie Turdman. I have about 10 minutes to do that in order to still make this like a two-hour show. I would never be able to do that. So I'm going to do an IMS recap as a separate episode to come out next Friday. And uh, maybe I'll add, be able to add to that now. And, um, yeah, so let's get into our cheesehead extravaganza with Wisconsin's own two most uh, wanted. Two, mo- <laughs> There's a bunch of people wanted in Wisconsin. What am I talking about? But these two happen to know who the show is. Uh, the first one coming up has been a patron for 42 months. I don't know if she knows that, but uh, or if he knows that, he or she. We don't know who it's going to be. But uh, we're going to get them on right now. So with no further ado, let's do this uh, cheesehead blowout. Be prepared for your oops, nopes, and surya boot your hoose. Right. All right, everybody. We are here. At the creative writing headquarters, and on the phone with us tonight, we have I would say our only female patron, but you're not the only female patron anymore. We have Nurse Journey with us, and she's here to blab a little bit about uh, Build Moto. I saw on Instagram of all places, guess where I saw this on Instagram? Whoa, you know, <laughs> that's where you see everything nowadays. Um, I saw your little uh, call out for people that are interested in the Build Moto program and being part of your team. And so before we even get into any of that and, and get into getting people interested, can you tell us a little bit about what Build Moto is and then we'll, we'll jump into your team.
2: Absolutely. All right. So Build Moto is a nonprofit organization here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it's been in operation, I want to say close to 12 years. Uh, we've been on a little hiatus about the last year and a half just due to COVID. But starting in 2022, we are bringing things back online, which I'm so excited about. But basically the premise of this nonprofit is to pair adults in the community with high school students and teach them valuable life skills and and do it in a way that involves motorcycles. So um, basically how it works is we have multiple teams. I think this year we have... I want to say 12 teams. So various high schools across the greater Milwaukee area and um, everybody gets a bike and we have six months to completely rebuild it and turn it into a race bike. So in the past, and when the organization first started, they were focusing a lot on road racing. Um, In the last couple years, they've kind of transitioned everything over to flat track. So now that's what we're focusing on for the actual build of our bike. And um, we, we were building little old Hondas. We had 175s just because at the time there was an abundance of them and they were easy. They were great for tools to, to learn um, for students who like, had in some cases never even held a wrench before. Um, we've now transitioned to slightly bigger bikes. So most of the teams have gotten uh, rural Enfields that were donated by Rural Enfield North America. My team, we actually work out of the Harley-Davidson uh, educational labs over at headquarters at Juno Avenue. So we are actually going to be working on a Harley-Davidson Street 500. So Shoot. basically, nice. um, yeah, so we, we upped the ante from a 175 up to a 500cc bike this year. So pretty stoked on that. But um, yeah, it's great. So besides actually just building the bike and ultimately racing it at the end of the six months, there are a couple milestones that we have to complete along the way, and we get scored through every step of the process. So we have to do things like maintain a social media account. We have to raise a certain amount of money from sponsors and give it back to the program. Uh, we have to do a dino day where we compete for, you know, best power numbers and things like that. So it's really holding us accountable throughout the whole season, but it's also introducing a wide range of skills for the students. It's not just these basic mechanical skills, but they also get some some business and marketing skills thrown in there as well.
0: Nice. And yeah, I, I did want to say um, the 2022 teams include, you know, Bradley Tech, Brown Deer High, uh, Kettle Moraine. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. I don't want anybody yeah. from Wisconsin uh, <laughs> no, get, get down on me. <laughs> Um, but then I see of all the high schools, uh, yeah, they're, they're mostly all high schools here. I see there's one team on here called the Iron Angels all-girl team.
2: <laughs> That's right. And that That's us.
0: So you, your team is um, kind of special on here because it doesn't seem like you're affiliated with any particular high school in general. And I don't know if those are like the tech classes or the shop classes, but yours is the Iron Angels all-girl team. What school um, are you with or is it you know, just a conglomeration.
2: Yeah, so our team, being that is 100% female, we are just a conglomerate, and we pretty much accept high school females from anywhere in the Milwaukee or greater Milwaukee area, just as long as they're able to make the weekly commute. So um, myself and a few fellow female engineers at Harley-Davidson basically got together a few years ago. And decided to form this team just because, you know, being minorities in our field, we understand the importance of representation and mentorship, and we just wanted to jump in and, and kind of pass along our skill sets. And it's something we're all very passionate about. So decided to form an all-female team, and we've had really great success in in finding students to join us, and you know, have got a, a lot of great feedback from them. The tough thing is that everyone on our team graduated in 2020 so (laughs) starting or yeah 2020 that's when we last met and everything kind of shut down um so we were on hold for a year and now we're coming back in 2022 and we're recruiting for entirely brand new team so yeah we're just trying to reach out to any anybody and everybody around milwaukee any female student between the ages of or uh the grades of ninth grade and 12th grade who would be interested in joining.
0: Nice. And then I, I, I can see from the 2020 calendar, right, I mean, kind of with everything that went on last year, you can see how um, people graduating and, and no influx of new uh, new populations can lead to sort of a problem
2: <laughs> come yeah. <this> year, especially <laughs>
0: with things coming up. Last year, it looks like, uh, I'm sorry, well, 2020, I guess that was last year, um, it looks like the... The booth, the the inaugural event was, um, you know, the, the the season opener, I should say, was at uh, uh, Flat Out Friday and the Mama Tried show, which was in March. I think this year it's going to be in um, February, correct? I think that's coming, It's coming up here pretty soon.
2: So, actually, 2021 Flat Out Friday Mama Tried is the first weekend of December oh. 2021. Yeah, so um, it's kind of the makeup for 2020 because... For anybody who was there or maybe recalls, that weekend in March 2020 that Mama Tried and Flat Out Friday were scheduled was the weekend that the world basically shut down, right. at least for us here in the U.S. Right. So we had thousands of people in Milwaukee and, you know, hundreds of racers ready to go. And basically the city shut it all down and said, you guys, are not you can't do this. You know, there's really big things happening outside of here and we can't allow it so um that, that turned into a pretty crazy weekend and uh everyone's been itching to kind of get back to things so yeah. you know being that this year or it was supposed to be in 2020 of course the the first time that we were racing in the new arena in milwaukee which is where the, the nba the bucks teams play and scheduling that arena is a pretty big deal obviously it's you know, a very popular venue it's a very big venue so, is
0: it, is it called the uh, Milwaukee Bucks uh, Cheesehead <laughs> Arena?
2: Unfortunately not, but that'd be great. <laughs> um, it's called the Pfizer Forum. Okay. Uh, I don't, Pfizer is some company with a lot of money that paid for it, I guess. So I'm not sure. But
0: <laughs> is it P- P-F-I-Z-E-R?
2: Nope, not that one. Okay, because I was going to say, <laughs> if
0: it is, they have to spell Forum, P f-o-r-u-m that would have been like right that would have
2: been sacrilegious yeah yeah, right no it's a different one so um but no it's it's a beautiful arena and everyone is so excited to to bring the bikes in there and they've actually seemingly been embracing the idea of bringing motorcycles into this arena so uh yeah we'll see how flat out friday goes and really soon coming up here, but right. when everyone um, dies
0: of asphyxiation, I guess twenty two yeah. will be off the calendar. <laughs>
2: <They're> right? <laughs> May, sure May, they... Who knows? Maybe that'll be the cure for COVID.
0: Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> who, who knew two stroke and uh, exhaust fumes uh, right. paired together as, cure, as the cure? We all we all it was right under our nose, literally the whole uh, time. Right? Yeah.
2: So, um, but th- that that is usually. The one of the kickoff points of the build season, um, just because, obviously, with the students building flat track bikes, you know this is a very good example of what they are going to be working towards throughout the season. So we do try and get the students there just to at least watch the race and experience it and understand what the bike is actually going to be doing on the racetrack once they build it. So, um, yeah, oh. and, and Build Moto will have a booth set up. At Out Friday and at the Mama Tried show, so anybody interested in learning more can stop by the booth or support it. Buy a T-shirt; all the money goes back to the students. Things like that.
0: Um, Are they upping the bikes because uh, you know Harley has the Street 500 and uh, Royal Enfield has the 500 Bullet, or at least I think they still have the the Bullet Classic. Is right? Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, So I think it's for a few reasons. Like I mentioned, they had been running the small, old Hondas for many years, and just being that these bikes are coming out of the 70s, there's a limited number of them, right? So after so many years, I think the, the build board members were having a difficult time sourcing more of these bikes yeah sure. and then uh rural enfield north america their headquarters is actually in milwaukee
0: right yeah i know i remember when they made that announcement a few years ago and i thought whoa that's brave <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> yeah um so uh some of the board members were in contact with um, some of the leaders over there and Royal enfield north america decided to sponsor the organization and they agreed to donate classic 500s to any team who wanted it. So um, I think that was also part of it. You know, the the board recognized they needed to basically advance the platform and, you know, they're running out of sourcing for the old bikes. Plus, as great as it is to learn how to rebuild and operate a carburetor, um, it's not the most applicable skill set in modern times. Right. So... All the bikes that we'll be running now are fuel injected nice. and um, we actually have tuners that we're going to be using with the students and you know, put them on the dyno and kind of work through that whole process. So yeah, it was just like a matter of moving the whole program forward a little bit.
0: That is nice. There's, I'm sure there's a ton of old guys that go to the vintage days in Ohio that are happy they're going to be getting their, you know. Uh, old Honda's back you know and they don't, they don't really <laughs> care about fuel injection and stuff like that they'll be they'll be happy to know and also I think it is important to, to teach people about actual practical skills and yeah tuning a carb anymore um, rather than f- learning how to digitally fuel map and and how how stuff works is mm-hmm. a much more valuable tool going forward and you know what if they continue going the way everything is uh, Pretty soon you'll be teaching battery tech, and it won't be it won't be a big deal to race inside the stadium because everything will be electric in a few years. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> so it'll just be uh, you'll be able to drive inside. That's uh something that I'm looking forward to. Just taking my motorcycle into the mall one day and just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> driving around. Let the me mall. know
2: how that goes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I'm sure the uh, the police on their electric bikes will be hot on my heels, but yeah. Right, or the, so the mall cops on the Segways. Well, there you go. I'll be able to outrun them, no problem. It's the, it's the, <laughs> other, it's the other cops on the Zeros that I'm afraid of. Um, so yeah, it, if this uh, sponsor list is the same um, as it is last year, even if it's not the same, I mean, you had some really great sponsors here, and uh, the Brewtown Rumble seems like it was where the, the grand finale went down and, and it looks like they were one of the main sponsors uh, of the the final event and mm-hmm. like you said you had some di- different Dino days and different places hosting this is great it's a really very community driven it looks like absolutely is is there anything like this outside of Milwaukee because all of the I noticed that all of the or at least most of the the um, the schools obviously are, are right there like you said they're in the they're in the greater milwaukee area and most of these uh sponsors similarly uh seem to be a little bit local or at least um at least uh, wisconsin um or midwest
2: yeah for, for the most part i mean um the, the motorcycle community in milwaukee is very strong which we're very thankful for um it's a very diverse community too which. People may not expect, being that you know Milwaukee, the home of Harley Davidson, and and that's a huge presence here, of course. But um, there's every type of motorcycle niche under the sun in Milwaukee, which is wonderful. So the, the community definitely pulls together, and they really support the build organization. Um, have I seen it in other cities? Not quite. I think it is very unique to Milwaukee. The closest thing that I've heard of. Is Moto Go? Okay, and right. I think that's in Ohio, mm-hmm. maybe around Cleveland area. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think their format is a bit different. So I think the way that they typically operate is they have a designated space that they bring students into. Whereas with Build, it's it's multiple teams and it's really up to the teams to format their lessons and outfit their workspace. So the the Build board. Um, it's a, a small group of board members who just kind of set the rules and they, they help with the top level organization of the program. Um, they kind of give each team a sense of freedom of how they want to operate. So some of the teams, they are absolutely based out of a certain high school where it's actually part of one of their shop classes. Like every day, the students may go into shop or in one of their tech classes and work on the bike. Um, other high schools, it's an extracurricular where the students do it after classes and evening, things like that. And then us, in the case of the Iron Angels, we are fortunate to have some lab space, like I mentioned, at the Harley Davidson headquarters. And we just meet once a week um, for a, a couple hours, and um, you know, we kind of operate in our own way. Just it's like whatever works for everybody, right? Right, and, so, and you know
0: what? From the sound of it. Um, If I was inclined to want to, I might, well, if if I was still in high school, wear a wig and try to get on the Iron Angels, because who doesn't want to get behind (laughs) the scenes at Harley Davidson and work in the, you know, who doesn't want to work in the factory lab for Pete's sake? Uh, Yeah, it it, 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 it is cool. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, Yeah,
2: I mean, at the headquarters building, we're literally working in some of the areas that the first production Harley Davidson motorcycles were built, and that's amazing. That, that's usually like one of the first meetings that we do with the girls on our team. It's just like a tour of the facility, and you know they take them down to like the tunnels that ran underground that connect the two buildings because it was it was too cold in the winter time to move the motorcycle that was being built on one end of the building to the other end outside. And there's there's a lot of history there, and it's just it's a really neat place. So yeah, I, I think that we had the best lab, but maybe I'm biased. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, a little, but I mean also that 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 does sound pretty rad. I mean, if you've had stuff there since you know the one of one of America's first motorcycling companies and you still got the infrastructure like that that's still there, I could imagine how cool that is. And, and also going down there during uh, Prohibition, I'm sure there was some, uh, <laughs> who knows Probably. what was happening in these
2: tunnels. <laughs> so, no,
0: that's just amazing to have that, uh, you know, sort of at your fingertips there and to to have that, uh, you know, you don't really, not that you need that as a motivation to get into motorcycling and especially steam stuff, but that's just what lets you know that steam is cool. You know, there's a lot of cool yes. stuff that comes along with learning a a trade and a skill you get all this background um, uh, legacy that you get to be a part of you know that's really really great um in order to get people on your team what do they need to do what do we need to do um on this show to get people to uh your your group or or be able to sign up to iron angels what if anybody's interested uh what can we tell them
2: it's really as easy as an email so anybody who is interested in learning more or uh, we we actually have just like a one-page form that we ask the prospective students to fill out just you know, a little bit of information about themselves. Um, we send that over to them, and it's pretty much just kind of a done deal from there. So uh, it's super easy, and email is just Build at gmail.com, or we have social media sites both on Facebook and Instagram. People can connect with us there, uh, but it's it's free for students to join all that we ask is that they they agree to the commitment of meeting once a week basically from january to june and you know we understand things come up every once in a while you know sickness or homework is a big one We always tell the students if you have a big test to study for then it's it's completely acceptable not to come to build one night but um obviously the the point of the program is to help educate them and empower these these students, so we just ask for the commitment up front and then um, that's kind of it. So right, right.
0: Um, and this this might be something that's out of your scope of knowledge, but do you know if any anyone? Um, I'm assuming this is going to be people that were uh, girls who were probably closer to graduating, or or maybe even 12th grade at the time. Has anybody gone on to a a tech job or or even as a mechanic or or anything like that that has graduated out of the Iron Angels uh, build team?
2: Yeah, uh, actually, we do have a few, I'll call them success stories. (laughs) Um, We have had at least three girls graduate and go off to college to pursue various types of engineering. Uh, I think there is one girl who's studying electrical engineering right now, one who I think is in chemical engineering. Um, There was another student who originally was thinking about pursuing dentistry as a career and decided to switch her major and she started pursuing mechanical design instead. Um, Let's see, what else? We had on a slightly smaller scale, one of our first students my very first year, she used to ride mountain bikes or she would race mountain bikes just for fun. And uh, at the end of the season, her dad actually came up to us and said he, he was so proud of the progression that he saw in her because after her mountain bike races, like if she crashed or something broke on her bike, instead of just asking her dad to fix it, she would just grab his tools and, and start fixing it herself. Nice. So, it, right? It's just those, sometimes those very basic at home type skills that they didn't have before. Yeah. So, um, and, and if anything, even if you
0: don't, Uh, end up being you know a mechanic or 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 even anything in the um you know motorcycle realm you've got that confidence right you've done something you've built something from scratch you've built something that somebody else had to get on and ride potentially and you had to trust yourself and the skills that you learned and i don't know it, it just sounds like an awesome uh to have the mentorship um and to have the 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 teamwork and just the knowledge that they can see that that all these ladies at Harley have, and, and and all that goes along with it, just sounds like such an empowering uh, venture and an experience. Whether no matter what they end up doing, you know, so that is that's kind of cool. Even even a, a dental assistant or somebody then their tool breaks down, <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're like, I am want to bust out some uh, screw screwdrivers and see if I can <laughs> fix this thing myself. You know, it, it's uh,
2: yeah. No, you're amazing. absolutely cool. right. I, I mean, the the girls have expressed to us before they they really appreciate the environment that we as the mentors sort of set up for them. You know, they, they feel like it's safe to make mistakes and it's safe to ask questions. And in terms of like empowerment, they're they're definitely gaining a sense of empowerment and, and confidence and strength. But even for us mentors, I feel like it's even really empowering right to see their progression throughout the season. And actually one of my favorite moments of the whole season is right at the end. It's sort of like the last bit of the competition is a a pit stop challenge. And we don't know what exactly will be the challenge until like 10 minutes before it happens. But um, every team gets the same task and they're timed. And the mentors cannot touch anything. We can't touch the tools, we can't touch the bikes. All we can do is stand on the sidelines and verbally coach. So it's, it's really like a true testament of what the students have learned over the course of the six months. And, and I think that's always, like, one of my proudest moments is to just see the girls on the team go at it and, and you know, knock it out of the park like they've been doing it for years.
0: Right. That's amazing. That's cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the um, the calendar, like, you know, obviously last year's doesn't uh, doesn't show up, but the calendar was the, the, the booths, then the dino days, then the bike reveals. And I know before the bike reveals, um, last time we were, had you on the show, you talked about um, – the designs and when you you were posting some of your designs on um on the web of just it it could be on a napkin it could be on a piece of paper (laughs) all these little graphics like just color schemes everything was designed by the girls Mm -hmm. and then you know race day there was a flat track race and uh I think it was one of the lucky teachers got to ride, or one of the lucky mentors got to ride uh, the bikes on race yep. day. Yep. And Usually then, one of the
2: mentors rides.
0: Right. And then yeah, then the Brewtown Rumble, which is the crew challenge, mm-hmm. the the, uh, uh, the build um, cup was given away, and all these great things that culminate. Um, and and yeah, so this is this is pretty amazing. And I'm guessing throughout this whole time is when you're recruiting uh, your next. Group for the next year, right? So without last year, it really seems like you're um, you're in a pinch with uh, people that may not return and, and people that graduated. So
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are in a little bit of a pinch this year, just like you said, because there, there was no carryover. Uh, everybody graduated, and um, you know we're just doing our best to reach out to our local networks. Um, we're trying to get a hold of teachers at area schools just to pass on the word. But, yeah, we are definitely right in the middle of recruiting. So, nice. um, yeah, anybody listening, if you're around the Milwaukee area or you know somebody in the Milwaukee area who has a high school female student interested, please definitely email us because, um, you know, it's it's really a fun and unique opportunity that I, we've gotten just such great feedback from. And we just want to, like, really spread the word and, and make sure that whoever may be interested knows it's available. Right.
0: Yes. And, and I know that probably there's no high school age kids listening to this, you know, this is a garbage show for kids that are, that are young and cool. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I know that there's plenty of people listening in Wisconsin. um, And if you have grandkids or kids that you want to get involved in this and you, uh, live in or around Milwaukee, or you feel like driving from Door County. I don't. I'm not even sure what that is. I just. I just know it's a place. It's so
2: far away. <laughs> it's
0: a if, you, if, you, if you feel like driving from Door County to Milwaukee once a week, there's some good <laughs> pie. Uh, Narissa will give you some really good spaces to eat some pie or burgers and hang out. Absolutely. And, and wait for the for the class to be done, and then you have something to talk with your daughter about on the ride back home.
1: And uh, yeah,
0: so make it happen, folks. But anyways, um, yeah, this this is so cool. And I'm I, we've had you on the show talking about it before. And uh, every single time we're on the show, I can just see how much more it's grown from being a grassroots. You know, like you said, this is like its 10th or 11th year, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's grown more and more and more. Now you have... Uh, huge sponsors, other other motorcycle companies, a few different motorcycle companies taking part in this. So they see the value in it. And uh, yeah, I see the value in it. And, and I hope that uh, our next generation sees the value in this sort of stuff and can learn so much from this. Um, Absolutely. Narissa. Yes. thank you so much for for coming on and, and talking about this. We're going to try to get some ears and eyes on this. And uh, let me know. us Fo- We'll do a follow up or, or uh, I'll contact you and see if it's working or I'll see if you say hey junkie we had like this huge pool of girls that wanted to do it <laughs> they heard the show and now everyone unsigned up what's going <laughs> what's going on no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways we'll keep in touch and and uh yeah i can't wait to see where where this week go, or where this year um takes your team and uh much luck i I, I wish you the best yeah thank
2: you we are very excited to get things rolling again so um, you know, like I said before, if anybody is interested, please email us iron angels build at gmail.com or connect with us on social media on Instagram. We are the iron angels and, uh, we monitor that pretty closely for messages and things like that. So hope to hear from some people.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we'll make sure we put all of these in the show notes and all the contact info and, uh, the Harley-Davidson factory, like you said, is a pretty big part of Milwaukee. It'd be hard to miss if you drove down and just said, hey, it's the, uh, one of the build mentors here. And uh, I'm sure you'd get a response. They'll they know what you're talking about, I'm sure. So.
2: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thank you so much for hanging out. We're going to get the word out and we'll check back in um, and see how things are starting off. So good luck. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Chucky. All righty. Bye. Over 131 years and several months, Clobmins has been supplying quality pickles to motorcyclists the world over. Legendary icons such as Sylvester Roper, Oscar Headstrom, William Harley, Betsy Stringfield, Frank Willoughby Cotton, Evil Knievel, Nikki Hayden, and Sachiro Honda have all quenched their desires for a thick, juicy pickle sliding across their greasy, willing lips, with none other than a fine specimen from Clobman's the Hall of Fame, win your first race, impress the judges, put a clubmans in your mouth and a championship trophy on your shelf, Clobmans, not for dreamers, for doers, Clobmans, the only pickle for motorcycling. Creative writers, RP Enterprises wants to remind you of their latest greatest invention—the medicated piece of graphic strip. This medicated bandage strip is emblazoned with bold graphics depicting infected, pus oozing, disgusting wounds. Whether you have just a minor scratch, a hangnail, or a clean gash, make sure you customize it with the Mags Bandage from RP Enterprises. RP Enterprises is only available at fine retail stores near you. All right, everybody, we are here, we are back, and uh, we have a special guest with us this afternoon, this evening, tonight, whenever you're listening to this uh, podcast, and with us, I I always screw this up, so I'm going to let our guest take it away and introduce themselves and uh, tell us what it's all about So take it away, I guess
1: um, I'm Shakes uh, People around the track know me as Sideways Shakes uh, Rookie hooligan uh, Out of Wisconsin uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin And uh, I like two wheels Nice <laughs> who, who
0: doesn't, you know what I'm saying um, So listen you're a, you're a rookie hooligan You're out of Wisconsin Obviously you're racing for the Harley Davidson factory Getting the big money, right?
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah or, or maybe not pretending uh, yeah right right <laughs> uh what are you riding? i'm gonna i'm gonna take a wild daring guess and I'm gonna, i could guess royal enfield because they're in milwaukee now too but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and guess that it's a it's a harley it is yeah what do so what do you so want
1: i'm on a ninety six forty. oh nice it was originally a hugger uh converted uh, so it, you know smaller front end ADT, right you know. yeah yeah is it still at 883 it is not it's got uh, eagle heads on it and yeah, poured it out so
0: crazy yeah you and this in wisconsin if there's anything i've learned about almost anyone from wisconsin is they can't leave anything alone so <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's got all the good yeah, stuff they gotta on take it. Her, yeah
0: for sure how long you been um it, how long you been doing the hooligan thing
1: i'm pretty new at all this i actually um never was raced on motorcycles like a lot of these guys in the flat track world i i got into it um because flat Out friday was in the arena in my town in milwaukee and then during the harley 115th they raced on the beach oh no kidding and when i saw that i was like well what is this all about let me let me get into it and it's very unconventional of the normal storyline of getting into flat track and usually your, your father did it or so you know you started as a kid with bmx or something like that and i just went out on a whim in my mid-30s and jumped right in two feet
0: nice yeah you know the first time i ever raced i rode my bike down to the fairgrounds raced <laughs> crashed and rode it home and that's you know <laughs> that's my story too i i find that that's like the most exciting you know uh most exciting way to to jump into something that's just head first um so how long how, how you haven't been racing that long and and that means that you're pro- probably really a true hooligan I mean there's a lot of quote hooligans nowadays that are have sponsors and uh it's it's more of a blossomed into more of a class over the last couple of years thanks to Roland Sands and um, sure. get, getting some of that uh, they called it hooligan back uh, in the AFT when it was kind of a support round a few years ago. And it really, I feel like it really got eyes back on the sport of flat track, which was kind of doing the NASCAR thing where it's popular, then it's not, then it's popular, then it's not. And I feel like it helped bring it back. But now that hooligan class is a class and it's not necessarily uh, a state of mind or a lifestyle like it used to be. You sound like you're really doing the hooligan thing. And um, like you said, Not raised on motorbikes, but uh, when did you start riding? And what was your first motorcycle?
1: I started riding um, in my mid-20s. Saved up, got myself a Sportster, uh, rode that thing, you know, out in the country with some friends. And uh, upgraded to a Road King and then rode, uh, rode a lot of Harley Road bikes. But I didn't really... Do any dirt biking, off-roading, any of that stuff, uh until I actually decided to get into this whole hooligan thing. Nice. And, and to be honest with you, it's, it was it was eye-opening how naive I was to the whole thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what is uh what is one hard lesson that you've had to learn, you know, along the way? Well and you that you had to learn the hard way.
1: Well, I'll tell you this flat out. It it's a lot, it's a hundred times harder than it looks. <laughs> you can't, you, you can go in a circle, but you can't go in a circle fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's it's humbling when you get out there with some fast guys and you're like, okay, there's a lot more to this.
0: Right. I, I, and you know, and that's actually not to, you know, when, when I used to watch flat track, when I, was a, when I was a little kid, I used to, you know, ride my BMX bike and we would quote flat track as a kid. Um, and we're just skidding around our, our oval driveway, right. Which is, which mm-hmm. is dirt, but yeah, you're right. Once you get out there on dirt and you think it's going to be the same thing, you think you're just going to go fast in this dirt and it's not going to hurt. It is really eyeopening, um, what it takes to, to bring the racecraft, Right. Mm-hmm. And so how, uh, how you're, you're just a few months in, how, how long would you say you've been doing the hooligan class like, uh, years or, or is it just months?
1: This is my uh, third season
0: third season okay yeah. so h- have you improved hopefully yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> well Maybe. i i i had a crash out in sturgis uh that broke my uh broke my leg and i was down it, it was the end of the season so i was down the winter and i came back this summer after um humbled and you uh, know with a giant you know mental h- hurdle to get over yeah know, get back out there yeah yeah I, de- I feel like I got over the hurdle. Uh, I, I don't think I'm any faster than I was the year before. <laughs>
0: right. Well, hey, at least, you're, <laughs> yeah, at least you're more knowledgeable. But yeah, um, what exactly happened at, at Sturgis?
1: I I got on the gas too too quick coming out of a turn. And uh, instead of staying on the throttle, I let off and it snapped on me. And my leg was under the bike. It snapped, snapped my leg.
0: Oh, dang. Femur yeah. or, uh, or the lower bones? tip fib oh geez i yeah. don't know what's worse breaking one huge bone or two little ones you know like
2: yeah. either
0: way either way ouch um yeah i mean it can be eye-opening and, and it can be one of those things where you decide never to do it again and mm-hmm. i uh, i had a buddy who was racing um indoor flat track up in uh, the north pacific northwest and he did the same thing he had a i think he was racing this triumph uh tiger cub mm-hmm. and i mean it's a small bike but it doesn't take more than 50 cc's to nearly rip your leg off you know so sure. so even though it was only like a 200 or a 250 he caught the dirt wrong with his leg and when it spun around and his leg stayed still he was like listen that's it my knee uh <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, I, only, yeah. I, I only got two knees and, and uh, i need them both so yeah it's it can be eye-opening uh, i'm glad to hear that you you know got over it um, i
1: appreciate that yeah
0: yeah yeah uh do you have a, a, a wife or, or anybody that's um, looking out and, and saying, "Hey, what are you doing? You know, what are you what are you trying to
1: kill yourself out there?" Yeah, I got a girlfriend, and she's she's pretty stoked on watching me, you know, blossom in this sport. So she's right. she's all for it. Obviously, she cringes when stuff like that happens, but
0: yeah, it's all part of the game.
1: Yeah, pre- <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty blessed. She's 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 a great support system. She's she's a back behind me 100% on that. So.
0: Nice, nice. It, it's always nice when someone's not trying to talk you out of killing yourself. You know, I mean, <laughs> it just, you got to question how much does she love me at this point point? and she's not talking me out of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, a, a good support system, especially with your partner. You know, I, I can tell you that I, I don't think my wife would ever want to watch me do any of the motorcycle stuff I do, but definitely – somebody that's behind you. I mean, that that's all you need is, is if you got their support, you know that they're they are good yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, any chance she's going to get into it?
1: She was thinking about getting on a uh, 125 and taking it out in the woods and whatnot. Um, I think that's about the extent of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know, I'm not 100% sure, but I, whenever I think of Wisconsin, I think of either like summertime and cheese and then the other season which is just snow you know and i think i like game of thrones i'm not sure where it is right now on that spectrum but are you getting pretty close to the uh, the snow part i mean it's got yeah. to we're coming into december we got to be
1: right oh yeah it was uh it was a good 20 degrees the other day oh shoot um, uh
0: yeah. any 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 chance you're going to take out, take on uh ice racing this year to supplement your uh oh, your yeah. skills
1: oh yeah oh yeah we we keep her going in the winter around here nice and nice uh, the, the beautiful thing about ice and, and, and being a rookie, I learned this pretty quick, uh, you're velcroed to it and it's all throttle. So you, you have more confidence in backing that thing into the turn and where you, where you are in control when you want to get on the throttle, when you want to get off. It's, it's a good teacher. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, and the ice is, uh, despite seeming slipperier, I imagine with like the huge old spikes and stuff, you're actually like dug in a little better, right? Than, than oh, yeah. you are the yeah. dirt,
1: right? Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. almost on rails. It's kind of, it, it's impressive.
0: Yeah, I've I've never gone, I've never been ice racing, and if I wouldn't evaporate when the temps hit 30, I'd probably try, <laughs> I'd probably come back there in the winter and try it out one time. But I could tell you what, I would, they'd have to cart me out. Chip me out of the ice block I was in, tape me to the. I just don't think it would work, you know. <laughs>
1: well, last winter, a- last winter, uh, they had the high voltage AMA uh, ice nationals. It was four degrees. Oh my god! Uh, I set up a little shanty on turn three, put a put a heater in there, and me, and my girlfriend, and a couple of friends watched uh, all the other heats. Right. <laughs> warmed ourselves inside the shanty <laughs>
0: right that's the way to do it like ice yeah. fishing but spectating right i mean that's yeah. the way to do it um I, I didn't think about that i might hang i might hang if there's a, a shanty available but yeah no way no way i'd come back there four degrees i just that seems like what you see these documentaries where they're like hunting penguins and stuff yeah, it's like it that brutal is cold um on that note uh, this being your third season you got a little bit of ice racing uh, behind you now too. Are are you? Would you consider that you are? You know, uh, like you're, you're kind of you're kind of starting out. But you're, are you technically a rookie still? Are are you uh, like what what class are you like in the novice class still?
1: I the hooligan racing around here is pretty big, and there's a lot because of Flat on Friday. There's a lot of new guys coming, so I would say I'm a little bit. Above the beginner uh, hooligan, so I'm like top JV. Almost, I go out with the other fast guys around here, the Roland sands class caliber racers, and I'm off in the back. It's quiet.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I, I don't. I wouldn't even get down with those guys. I'd be like, Hey, where's the kids? Maybe I could beat a kid. Probably not. Yeah, that's rad. Nice and. and Speaking of which, um, speaking of Flat Out Friday is is coming up, it's going to be next weekend. Um, Where's, that's going to be, there's a new arena if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yep.
1: It's going to be at the Pfizer Forum where the the Milwaukee Bucks play.
0: Right. Yeah, nice. And this is a new venue from what I've heard. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it's uh, basically, um, you know, if you've never been to Flat Out Friday or if anybody that's listening has never been to Flat Out Friday, how would you describe
1: it? It's, uh, I heard the saying, and I think it's appropriate, it's like a, a fist fight in a phone booth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never know what to expect or where it's going to from. The,
1: you, you pack all that into a little arena, you know, and it's a lot of action.
0: Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. When cheeseheads are together, do they typically get along? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. We're, nice. we're, one, of the, we're the, one of the most cordial.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've learned a word, a new word, and it's it's op and I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure when to say well, but I, but it, but I, yeah. I think I think you say it like whenever you make a mistake, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I'd be saying it a lot, I'm sure, just checking <laughs> and, and yeah. learning a bunch of stuff. But yeah, yeah so what um, are you running the hooligan class for that friend Flat Out Friday?
1: I will, yes. I, from what I hear, they're gonna do a timing and then split the groups by uh, like transponder, so it's all i think they got like
0: 75 hooligans dang that's a big that's a big class and that's getting official with the transponders remember the old days where they just used to point at you and then (laughs) (laughs) give you the flag
1: yeah you're up wow
0: yep yep you're either you're out or you made it um wow 75 that's crazy and they still have i mean if you if i i watch flat out friday hopefully they're gonna have a live i had to i had to find some of that out and stick it in the show notes but um, traditionally, Harley Davidson has streamed it on their Facebook page, and uh, you know other people like Roland Sands and and um, a, a few other streams have had it on. But I mean, there's there's usually I don't know if it's gonna be the same this year, but there's usually halftime shows and then like a Rung What You brone class where everyone's in like costumes. It's almost like um, on the West Coast over here we have the the one or the Wild One now, which is uh, in Portland, mm-hmm. and that is sort of like the uh, it came from England the the one over there where they kind of just do like racing choppers and you're racing in Bigfoot outfits and stuff like that and so I've seen some of that go down in the last few years and I hope it's like that again this year Uh, any indication that it's going to be crazy because things kind of got shut down last year?
1: Oh yeah, yeah I was there for that it actually, that COVID hit the day up uh, (laughs) they they, they closed all the arenas down that day Yeah, we're done. And everybody was in town. So we're all sitting around, you know, with our hands in our pockets. Like, well, what do we do now?
0: Yeah. Every motorcyclist from, you know, all over was was at that show. And uh, even even a lot of people from SoCal that had flown there, a lot of people from the central that had uh, driven up there and anybody from the East Coast that wanted to feel what it was like to being cold weather was there. And I remember it was such a big weekend because it was, you know, a few months till Daytona is going to kick off the season. This was yeah. like the, the the mid midwinter holdover. And yeah. I remember so many people being in town. Hooligan and flat track was like on this huge sweeping pinnacle going up. And yeah, that weekend, slaparoni, right? So yeah. uh, what did you end up doing that weekend? Did you, I mean, I saw mini bike races. I saw, you know, people burning cars. I saw, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people uh, shooting cheese wheels off of catapults and stuff. it was crazy. So um, it,
1: it went underground, and it was it was it was actually it was magical. Yeah, kind of. All the energy was there, but you couldn't officially say anything, you know, because every, <laughs> everybody's like, you can't tell anyone that you're having a party because you can't have a party. But
0: right. we're, all, we're right. all here
1: anyways, so yeah. let's have a party and. and it was, was actually
0: pretty special. Yeah, you, it, it could have been like the, we, we are a bunch of mechanics, and what we're doing is we're test riding these vehicles so that we can hand them out before this lockdown starts because who knows how long it's going to last, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that that looked like a lot of fun, and I saw people just making since, – since the official tracks were closed, some of the impromptu stuff I saw was just nuts, you know? It was just insane. People making tracks with, like – Bridges and overpasses yeah. and backyard tracks and uh, what would you say? Would, what was your most memorable um, uh, part of that like weekend or that evening that uh, that well, all went down?
1: That that Thursday night before, um, they usually have a pre-party at Fuel uh, Milwaukee and they they had a boonie bike race out front of it and when they all moved down the street. There's like two block difference between the Iron Horse Hotel and Fuel all the boonie bikes are running down from fuel over to the <laughs> iron horse and you could and it's raining out and it's just you know it's dark out covid and nobody knows what's going on and just everybody's moving from fuel to, to iron horse and it was just it was kind of it was special the one yeah. my, my buddy mike casto had that outhouse with a uh, go-kart motor in it so he's driving down the street with a <laughs> with an outhouse with a door open <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I remember seeing I saw some pics of that. Yeah, that I love that stuff. You know, that whole spirit of uh uh just like you know, it, it's almost like Rome when it you could see the the, the Goths coming and, and or the Vandals, whoever the hell it was that sacked Rome. You see these, <laughs> you know, invaders coming and you're like, Hey, this is the end of days. We we do yeah. it now and we do it, you know, we do it hard. So that's yeah. nice, and then from what I understand, this December is basically going to be the makeup for the one that also didn't happen over this last winter. So I don't know is this going to be is this going to count for like the twenty one, twenty two, or are they going to do another one in a few months? Do you know?
1: I I don't know, but I, yeah. I've heard some rumblings they they have an announcement coming, so I don't I can't speak too well on it, but yeah. I, I have I a have hunch
0: that maybe they'll, they'll run it again. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, you know, people are fiending for that stuff. And, and if, if, if the hooligan class wasn't fun enough and then the run, what your brung class wasn't fun enough, always that entertainment, it, it, it's gotten crazier over the years, which is just funny. And like the Elvis battling the zombies or whatever yes. the hell it was a few <laughs> years ago. And, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited to see what's going to happen this year. And I can only imagine that it's going to be pretty wild, you know? Um,
1: yeah, some I'm excited. Theory. I'm excited. It's a lot of built-up uh,
0: pent-up energy we got going over here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Everybody from coast to coast has just yeah. been waiting for something major to happen, and um, yeah, I, 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 the, the 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 hooligans, the burnish brongs, the other like inappropriate stuff, I love, but the the boonie bikes and the the minis are just yeah. some of the most fun stuff to watch too. Though I mean, they're just you see yeah. the the diversity that comes with this show is just is pretty crazy. Um, so you're going to be racing your 883. Do you still have your Road King?
1: I do. Yeah.
0: Any, any, a, any chance you're going to race that?
1: No, no.
0: <laughs> okay, just thought I'd throw it out there, <laughs> just in case. Uh, so you've you've been riding that thing. Uh, I imagine that you, you know, saved that for fair weather, which I'm, I'm guessing is done now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I put her away for the winter. Uh, I do. I love. To put miles on that though, man. it's the freedom machine, you know. You, you go from you can leave your house and not come back for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. My my coworker has one and he loves it. He's got the Road King um, special, and uh, from a few years ago. And he's looking to upgrade. And every time he looks around, he's like, Nah, I like this one. I think if he goes to one, it'll probably be like a something with the fairing, like a Road Glide or something like sure. that. But yeah, those those are pretty sick. Uh, yeah, sick bikes. Counting. What? Yeah. What year is yours? 06. 06. Okay. Yeah. His is his is one of those new newer one like the S from a few years ago. So sure. same same concept, same look, sort of uh, just a little bit a little bit more modern. Um, is yours uh, fuel injected or carbureted? Because that was the year where
1: everything made the switch. Yeah, it's uh, first first year fuel injected. Nice.
0: Any problems with it?
1: No. I actually bought it from a guy that. With uh, SNS cams in it and then mm. changed out those timing change t- tensioners and put in uh, the gears.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. So I didn't ever oh. have to like dick around with any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, that's nice to get like a turnkey, you know, have something modified turnkey. Also, like I said earlier, Wisconsin, you can't leave anything alone.
1: <laughs> no, no,
0: <laughs> and, and Harley Davidson. To be fair, I mean, every, every, I, I don't know anybody that's got a, a stock Harley. Yeah, that's rad. When you're uh, when you're not racing flat track, what's some of your favorite places to ride um, and get away?
1: Uh, well, Wisconsin's gorgeous. There's there's a good chunk of Wisconsin they call the Driftless Area that's got. Um, I, I'm gonna misspeak here, but I think it's like the glacial formation passed through a certain section. And it's, it's, it's very similar to, uh, Eastern Kentucky, almost. Okay. rolling hills. Uh, it's very pretty and it's close yeah. to home for me. So,
0: okay. Okay. Uh, uh, um, are you in Milwaukee? Is that close to Milwaukee or are
1: you, are yeah. you outside? Okay. No, I'm in, I'm in Milwaukee central, right in the middle.
0: Nice. Yeah. I, I've heard several people have told me, Hey, you should do something on the driftless zone or the driftless area or whatever it's called. And I thought. It sounds amazing. Somebody sent me a picture and I was like, Oh, this is crazy. Yeah. And I, I never really knew what it was. So it has something to do with the glacial movement from Yep. I'm gonna say pre nineteen eighty, but it's probably like pre like, you know, eight thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe eighty thousand years ago. Who knows? So okay, so that's what it is, is that uh formation. I, I, mm-hmm. I love geological stuff. I mean, it, it's it's pretty amazing from uh you know writing writing out to some of these massive um massive areas that you know mother nature creates i've heard door county is a nice area yep. um, and so if i ever if i ever make it back there in the three months that you guys have to ride, I will definitely try to
1: ch- check out Door County. Uh, you're, you're not exaggerating. It's three months.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I've, yeah, I've heard of the Driftless. I've heard of Door County. And then a few people have have mentioned um, uh, shoot, like maybe down south by Illinois or something. There's like some old factory areas or something like that that are pretty cool to check out.
1: There's, there's a spot out in Savannah, Illinois that's got a uh, the name of that place. It's right on the Mississippi, it's on the west side of Illinois right in the corner there they have a uh, what is it called I'm going to butcher this now Uh, something roadhouse but it's got in the back, you walk in and it looks like a standard bar old tall ceilings, good woodwork, you know, saloon style looking place and it's downtown Savannah and then you walk through it and you get to the back and it a museum of flat track stuff. Oh, shut up! That's crazy. Yeah, some <laughs> uh, Iron Horse Social Club, I think, is the name of it. Okay. okay. I think that's it.
0: There's a lot of Iron Horse stuff floating around. The Iron Horse Saloon, the Iron Horse yeah. Social Club. <laughs> uh, it, it just is a testament to how how much the motorcycle really did replace the horse. I'm I'm dreading what's going to replace the motorcycle. Who knows? You know, <laughs> some flying stupid bike thing but yeah no those i'm gonna write that down three areas for somebody that wants to check out and i totally forgot that you're uh you know you got the mississippi there too um we got a a guy i was just talking to this morning uh chris uh Singshime, who drag races up there in Markasha, and he's always like yeah i ride my red road over to the mississippi rode down to the mississippi go, went and got lunch then rode over to and I, I always forget that you guys have beaches too and uh it's so funny to think of the beach yeah. On the, great, on the Great Lake, right? Versus yeah. what we have out here on the ocean. But I'm yeah. sure they look pretty similar.
1: Yeah. We're, uh, like New Jersey. Like yeah.
0: Oh, right, New- right. Yeah. The beach. Yeah. <laughs> the Jersey shore. Yeah. I don't, go. probably not uh, many people running around the, your beach in thongs this time of year. I don't want to brag, but, you know, down here in LA, in, the, in Venice, you know, there's it's still kind of, of bikini course. weather. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's starting to, over there, you wear a thong and they'll be, Taking you to the hospital for frostbite on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> your butt cheeks. Yeah, that's nice. Um, on coming this um, coming up for Flat Out Friday, uh, do you have any big plans? Are there is there anything going down that um, that you have going on for this for that weekend, or just just get out there and,
1: and haul buns as fast as you can? Well, for those that are in town, there's a, a bunch of pre parties. There's one at Fuel Cafe on Thursday, and then one at Elwood's. that... Day before on Wednesday, it seems like they ramp up to flat out Friday uh, with everybody coming in to town, right? That, and then obviously, flat out, which is going to be, you know, Decisions. well anticipated,
0: so. yeah. If they do it like they have in previous years, there's usually a bike show too. And I'm not, a, I've never yes. seen the the Pfizer, but I, I'm assuming that there's like a separate area or maybe like a concourse area where they're going to have that. Is it going to be in that same building?
1: No. Uh, Mama Tried is going to be in the Rave, which is an je- uh, old um, men's, I think it was a country club in downtown Milwaukee. And they converted it into a, a music venue. And they have, they rented the whole thing out and they have a giant ballroom with a balcony and they put all the bikes in there. It's okay. like 10 minutes from the, from the arena.
0: Right. Is that where they had it last time? Cause I saw this place yes. before yep. like, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful architecture. You could tell it was like twenties, like jazz era, yeah. uh, decorations and stuff. It does look like an old, like smoking hotel or something or yeah. like a smoking club. Yeah. So I, is that, I, I that's
1: I got some teenage memories in that place going to nice to uh, concerts in there. So
0: Right. is that You said it's called The Rave?
1: The Rave, yep.
0: Yeah, nice. I'll have to mark that down. I always wondered where that place was, uh, where they were showing it from. I never bothered to – I probably could have looked at some people saying, hey, I'm at The Rave, but I just looked at the pictures. I can't <laughs> read, you know, so I, I had to rely on pictures. <laughs> so, yeah, that I love that venue. That's a great venue for um, – for a, a bike show you know like that's that is seems like a cool place uh sounds like it'd be do they still do uh music there too
1: yeah yeah it's uh uh like three levels so you, in one night you could have two different concerts going at the same time
0: right it, yeah. it's really
1: that's
0: big nice yeah i i've there's a couple like that here in in southern california that yeah, it's so big that you can't hear the show on one floor going into yeah. on the other floor, you know what yep, I'm saying? that's it. Yeah, that's rad. That sounds like a really cool club if you're a musician or something that you'd like aspire to play to, you know? Like yeah. eventually get there. Yep. Um what type of music uh what type of music you into? Everything, really.
1: Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick a certain kind, I I suppose uh, country music, but I like it all.
0: Yeah, is there a is there a genre called Wisconsin? I mean, I used to be really into music, but I don't know. Maybe they just have one called Wisconsin. Now. Well,
1: uh, pol- polka. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you if you get up into the North Woods, they uh, actually I'm I'm second generation removed dairy farmer. So if you ask my Uncle Fritz, it's polka music,
0: right? Nothing screams polka like Fritz. And I bet Fritz screams polka. Um, <laughs> um, that's rad, man. Did you did you grow up on a farm?
1: I I My dad grew up in Milwaukee and would take me up there to show me how he grew up. So yeah. I never grew up on a farm, but my dad would send me up to my uncle's farm in the summer. I'd spend like two, three weeks up there when I was like 12, 13. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's where most kids get their... Like you said, you didn't grow up on dirt bikes. That's where most kids get it is they go to uncle's farm and he's got some dirt bike yeah. or some old, old bike just in the in the barn or something. He, he, and he, had, a,
1: he, he had a, a what, what it was it? It was a Honda three-wheeler.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. That's yeah, why they didn't bit, let you ride it. That's going to kill you. If,
1: yeah, it bit me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I got ran over by one of those too when I was a kid. Like those were the death machines. Those things yeah. were... Yep. Killed more kids in the 80s than <laughs> drugs and child, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. addu- abductors and what else? Car crashes. Like, those uh, three-wheelers were the way to go in the 80s if you were under 10. Um, I definitely had my fair share yeah. of, you know, in the Southwest, uh, when you crash into cactus. Let me just tell you, it's not fun. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I can only imagine. Yeah. Three-wheelers. You ought you to uh, get one of those for Mama Tried. I'm sure that could run in the... Uh, in the inappropriate class, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I saw a guy racing, like Larry, Larry uh, Enticer racing his snowmobile. I'm sure you <laughs> could race the three wheeler. So, yeah. Um, do you know if there's going to be any big names there? Like, is there going to be um, pro, any
1: pro racers showing up? To- I, I believe there is. I don't. I don't know offhand. Yeah. If I had to guess, I'm pretty sure um, Carver will be there and a couple others. Nice. Maybe, usually, uh, usually, there's a handful you know. right? Mm-hmm. I'm
0: trying to think of besides JJ Flaherty. I don't know who, uh, and I'm not even sure he's like you know pro pro, but I know he's pretty good when I, I've seen him race before. He's, yeah, he's, he's really good he's on quick. two wheels, yeah. Uh, he races
1: the bar for us around here, you know, but yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: it does. You got hey, are you are you him, uh, him, uh, uh, Dave,
1: him and Dave Kilkenny? The, the two of them oh. put on a good show,
0: right? Right, yes. And uh, yeah, both of those names very prominent in uh, in the flat tracking. Even out here, you know, everybody knows who those two are. Um, yeah, and I imagine that there's going to be some like hooligan famous. That's that's the one cool thing about hooligan class to me, is that I've always liked the whole you know this show. Even when we started, was hey, I know you love motorcycles, but what else do you do? Because like here's a chance to not be a professional racer. Those are you know or a professional you know. Builder or something like Arlen s yeah. or Roland Sands. Those guys get all the press. Here you go. Like, what do you do? And it's like the hooligan class has done that. It's put the spotlight on these, you know, fairly normal people, yeah. uh, and they turn out to be fantastic racers. And and yeah, I, I like that. That they're not pros. Well, you know, they're some of them are getting a pro level. I have to say they're they're getting very fast. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guys out here at least that uh i remember being um not pro like uh frankie garcia and and um, some of those you know some of the some of the people that were racing with the rolling sand series are now racing like king of the baggers and they're going more pro like if you think about it they're getting closer to pro than than they were hooligans before and it's it's a big it's turned into like i said its own class and like a stepping stone yeah so
1: which is exciting it's, it, it, it has this momentum to it you know
0: yeah um has it got you into you know more into motorbiking or more into like customizing your bike
1: oh yeah it it, it teaches it, it teaches you where you need to wrap your head around you know it, it's it's less about horsepower and more about stance it's it's um Uh, what's spring rate, what's all these pieces to the puzzle, whereas when, especially for me, being naive to the whole thing, you just add more horsepower, more, uh, make it go (laughs) faster. That's, that's not, that's not, not the case. It's, where's your position? How are the handlebars? How does the thing sit? What's the squat, you know, a bunch of extra pieces to the puzzle that I was totally unaware of.
0: Yeah. Uh, what have you done? Or uh, let's let's do this. Let's set a baseline here. How did your bike start out? Was it fairly stock?
1: Yeah. I mean, I took a you know I used a roadmap from Instagram of what needs to be and where it where you where you should have your stuff. So I would hit on keywords, bowling shocks, and you know
0: settlement seat, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're little little thing that everybody seems to be running. Yeah, uh, sick, sick graphics, number sixty nine, <laughs> anything like that. Um, <laughs> let me see. So it started out fairly stock. You started how how many seasons did it take you, or did you start setting it up before you even started, or did you kind of just how I, you upgraded I, over the past few seasons?
1: I took it completely apart, uh, all okay. the way down, stripped the, took the motor out, stripped the uh, harness down, you know. Tried to shed as much weight as I could. Um, I put the the stock trees back in there. Um, put Olin shocks on the rear. Did some modifying to the to the uh, foot pegs. Did rear set, and then on the inside I left it kind of stock and just rolled that shift peg up.
0: Right, right. And was this before your first
1: race even? No, I learned a couple of those things.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is an ongoing thing. Um, yeah, no, but it sounds like you're making all the right moves. I mean, that's a lot of people learn to offset the foot peg or move the shift lever uh, around a little bit, and, you know, flipping handlebars a certain way and get more leverage. Um, where would you say it's at right now? How, how comfortable are you on it? And, and how much further does it have to go before you're... Uh, Satisfied with it?
1: i not even close. I got to, um, I did Modify or uh, Moto Anatomy Slide School. They put me on an Enfield and I took that around the track. And it was, I mean, obviously it wasn't it was 40. I think those, it wasn't the Himalayan, it was a smaller one. Mm, but,
0: well, but like I, a, a 500 Classic or something? Yes,
1: that was it. And I got I got to go around the track on that, and just the way I was sitting on it, it was like eye opening. It's like okay, I'm I'm definitely not set up right with my stock 40, or at least where I'm sitting with my seat and where my handlebars were. I just need to be a little bit more on top of the thing and driving. Yeah,
0: right, right. And sometimes, like uh, a lot of times, the moto anatomy will start out like on 125s or something, and and you. Sometimes people go faster on smaller bikes because it it's not it's not necessarily the horsepower. It's it is the maneuverability and the position and and the, the skill that you learn on those um, smaller things that let you go faster on the big ones. Yeah, but yeah, true. so that's cool. Um, yeah, you know, Wiggins, my uh, old co-host, was here. He would probably tell you all the inside because he used to work at Vance and Hines and, and um, okay, you know, he was around Harley all the time and, and he raced. Not only did he race his uh, regular Sportster, but he got a uh, one of the XGs given to him when it um, first came out, and uh, as part of his sponsorship. And they were trying all sorts of things to get these things to hook up. So he's had he's had a couple different experiences on different Sportster platforms, and each one had its own different uh, set of challenges, right? But yeah, really, uh, more horsepower isn't necessarily better because then right. your wheel, your tire, and wheel just spins faster and. Um, <laughs> they right. they, do, they do all sorts of internal tricks at the factory to get those things to hook up so yeah it's it's really interesting once you start learning what is everybody else doing it's fast you know
1: yeah it, it is it, I I get a kick out of riding other machines too around the track because it's it's like another you know shoe or a glove you know you put it on and it's totally different like,
0: yeah hey let's feel how let's break this in um, have you Obviously, uh, Wisconsin's a very close-knit community, a lot of um, motorcycles and, and racers up there. Have you made, uh, would you say you've made new friends from racing, and if so, you guys sharing secrets on the, on the track?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's the best part about this whole th- journey that I've got on, is all the people that I've met. Um, everybody's so welcoming, you know? They're just happy to, you know, I walk in, to the flat track community they have to see me coming because who is this guy he has never showed up before day in his life and they all were come over here let's show you how to do this and um i that's the best part is yeah how welcoming and open they are to tell me their tricks and you know what i and maybe if i was faster and i was kicking their butt they'd probably tighten up but
0: yeah, 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 right. But now that right now they're like, hey, let's just get let's get somebody interested. Um, that's one of the be- the greatest things about motorcycling that I have seen, and, and and almost any competitive community is if you're not competing for the top spot, it's an open book, and everyone's welcoming you in and helping you out. And and even in motorcycle racing, um, like the king of the baggers, you see it. You would see it at flat track races all the time. Uh, in the lower levels and even some of the higher levels. When somebody has a bad day or really eats it, mm-hmm. everybody rallies around them. Everyone's popping off a wheel to, you know, here's a, sp- I'm not using this tires tonight here. You can use it and, and uh, or here's my whole wheel. It fits your bike. Uh, I got an extra brake uh, pedal or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it is cool to watch people um, rally around when when there's, you know, whatever situation pops up, but, but being invited in is, is one of the coolest things uh, coolest things if you can if you can remember back this far um how was it rolling up to your first race you know how <laughs> how was it like uh, uh, uh mentally and do you remember did you remember the process you went through as you're going in for anybody that might want to get into it and be like a little nervous you know a yeah anxious
1: it, i i likened it i remember telling somebody i likened it to you know like a kid that moved to another town and you show up with your basketball to the basketball court, asking everyone if you could play with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, I, I, I felt unprepared, uh, anxious, didn't know what to do. And actually to be, to be honest with you, uh, my very first event was uh, flat out Friday, went down to um, Smoky Mountain Speedway and they were gonna race down there. And I showed up for practice day before, ran the track, and then day of the they got rained out, so nobody could race. Mm. And I got I cut my teeth that day because I, you know, learned how to show up at the pits, how to unload a bike, you know, all, all all these things that are super easy now, but at that time. You didn't, you know, how do I do this right? Am I in somebody's way? How does this old song and dance go? Exactly,
0: yeah. Um, And yeah, and and, and you, like you said, you're you're the new kid, first of all, and you've already got that anxiety inside you. And if you've never raced before, you're like, man, I'm going to suck. And you see people shredding out there and you're like, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Were, Were there... Um, it's always good to do it with a friend, but um, it sounds like you showed up by yourself. Were there other new people at least that you could kind of bond with or, or click up with?
1: Yeah. Oddly enough, there was a guy um, in Pit Road, two, by, uh, two stations down, that helped me out to uh, give me some oil and whatnot. And I looked at his van and I seen these stickers that I recognized, I'm like, hey, you would happen to live on this street and he's like, yeah, why? I'm like, dude, I'm four houses down from you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's crazy. And, and that's how I knew, like right then, I'm like, I'm I, i I'm in the right spot. I need to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. And then you could share, you know, gas money the next time going yeah, down or something. Yeah, totally. That is cool. And and was he uh, somebody that had been doing it a little bit so that they could give you uh, a little bit of pointers or?
1: Yeah, he's been uh, flat tracking for longer than I, that I know, um, Yeah. around here, everybody knows uh, Mark Mark Martinich is one of the, the pillars of the flat track around here. He, gotcha. actually, he actually runs the home track for us at Asteland, uh which is the cycle club closest to Milwaukee and they have, uh, I do know, less than a three-eighth mile. It's a, it's a short track, but uh, well maintained and they do once a month and he mark runs it and he was the guy two, two stations down down in tennessee
0: <laughs> wow that's awesome you got a seasoned vet right down the street that's, yeah. that's awesome that's rad and i've heard of astaland before um i would pronounce it a lot different coming from socal but it sounds very it looks very aztec to me or very mesoamerican yeah. i should say is there is it like a, is there like a also, like, a pyramid or something up there, if I'm
1: not mistaken? No, I, I don't know offhand. Somebody okay. tried to explain to me why it's called Aztalan and I, I can't think of yeah. the explanation. We were sitting around the campfire and I think I learned. Right.
0: I, I Yeah, and then it's one of those things where you, in the morning you don't really care, right? You're like, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this could have been a fishing story. No, yeah. I, I, I ordered some um, bicycle parts years ago from... Um, there and I was like oh this must be like down in southern California or like Arizona or something and then I think it did come from Wisconsin and I was very surprised I was like oh, wow, that's a weird I went and somebody must yeah. have moved <laughs> but, I thought the
1: same thing Ay, yeah. Jesus. how funny
0: um, no I, I, I sprinkled all over all over especially up there where things can freeze in the in the permafrost that you guys get <laughs> I'm sure there was probably some you know I know they built temples or pyramids all across the U.S. and had different stuff, uh, and they didn't survive like they did in 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 South America, or you know, in Mexico and and parts of South America. But probably up there, the permafrost probably saved it. Probably probably went up there somewhere. Um, Yeah, that's that's awesome, and it's so awesome to have the person that runs the um, the uh, cycle club right there. It sounds like you got an inn. You know, uh, heads up on, on all the events.
1: Well, Mark's, Mark's a great guy uh, to everybody. It's, you know, it, it's a real treasure to have in our community. Yeah. Can't, can't speak more highly of the guy. He's pretty awesome.
0: Right. And uh, yeah, and, and that's it's, it's important to have that backup. When we, we lost that around here in Southern California a little bit, and when you lose um, a promoter that was, whether or not you agreed with them, Um, I, you know, I'm specifically speaking about this organization called Ivy League around here. They are the ones around here that partnered with, uh, Indian and they partnered with a few other things and they got the hooligan, the SoCal hooligan thing started. And that's when they got a deal with the flat track. And I think it kind of got hooligan kicked off. Um, the quote hooligan class kicked off around, uh, the nation a few years ago and that organization that that promoter uh disappeared a few years ago and the community the flat track community around here has been reduced back to quiet few clubs doing it here or there we don't have you know it, it really highlights when you find an individual like that how important they are to your uh to your community yeah, you know absolutely, what i mean so, absolutely. yeah, that's cool and it's and it's cool that uh, what is what a tale that you just happened to hit up next to me your very first time and, and he <laughs> lives down the street from you. that's, yeah. that's really good nice um, when you're not uh, riding motorbikes and, and racing and all that fun stuff what what do you do what what's uh, what does shakes do uh, in in the meantime
1: uh, well I like to uh, deal with graphic design uh, videoing. Montage, whatever kind of grassroots promoting. So, whatever um, artistic flair I can throw on some stuff is uh, definitely gets me fired up.
0: Nice. Is that what your uh, day job primarily is? No, I actually sell uh, roofing. No kidding. No. Man, so you're like a, you're like, you're a creative writer who's not only creative, but also like the uh, the blue collar version of a creative writer. Where that's yeah. like your even being creative is your second second gig.
1: <laughs> that's I, nice. I liken it to the it, it allows me to do the other stuff, you know. It, right. It, yep. You know, it's that stability that doesn't swallow the rest of my artistic side. So.
0: Yep. 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 My day job is. I remember they're like oh you're gonna work with photoshop and i was like sweet and they're like but you're gonna draw schematics don't dare have fun (laughs) crap (laughs) i i i grew up fairly artistic and there was just some weird side that also was like once i once i got into like mechanical stuff just loved uh you know i love how things go together and whatnot and so they sort of got merged but Every once in a while, I'll see, you know, when, when you're, it's hard, it's hard when you know how to do something and, and you can't, you're not allowed to, you know, so it, yeah. it does put a damper. It's, it's nice to have a, something that you still love to do after work. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and roofing, I'm going to assume that, uh, it, it, like in California, you can get a tile roof, like these uh, terracotta tiles, they're really popular sure. they're fire, fire resistant and you know, we're sort of Mediterranean. I'm assuming in Wisconsin, it's something you replace every six months because the <laughs> the, the weather and I, I, right? Am I right or am I am I exaggerating
1: or am I close? Uh, the residential homes usually have asphalt asphalt shingles, and those are gotcha. good for a good 20 years or something. Oh, I don't no sell. Kidding. I don't sell any of that. I sell uh, flat roofs, the big stuff. Got
0: you, got you, got you dang that I would be scared actually with the the, the weight of the snow uh, you know depending that's, on how thick the snow is just cave yeah. in your roof on yeah, the there's, a,
1: there's snow load calculations that I deal with
0: <laughs> dang that's yeah. that's pretty rad yeah I'd hate to hate to be uh, having a brain fart or, or thinking about racing on that day when you're like oh whoops I sold them short another warehouse is full of uh, snow <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie or, or as, as, I think as you say oh Yep, there you go <laughs> you nailed it open um rad hey we're going on an hour i don't know is there anything um is there anything i'm missing here is there anything more that i that i need to cover because i got a few stupid questions that i ask everybody that that i'm i'm rearing to get to but uh have we covered the whole gamut besides um
1: i I think so i think we got her
0: nice (laughs) that's another wisconsin (laughs) that was that was so wisconsin um yeah, I really miss the accent, and, and uh, luckily I got to talk to somebody from Wisconsin last night as well. And yeah, it. It, it's fun. It's fun hearing uh, southern Canadian accents. My favorite.
1: That's the description. I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want you know when I talk to people from Canada, I say I love your northern Wisconsin accent. <laughs> All right. So this is the dumbest possible list of stuff uh, that I have, and and. Unfortunately, I made this list trying to be funny years ago, and I've asked every single person on the show, so it kind of has to stick. Now, if I if I go off script, uh, it's not going to uh, stand the test of time. So, are you ready for my list of questions? I have about fifteen here, and they're all pretty insignificant. So, just I am. Uh, all right. So, first off, to start off, this is uh, this has been unanimous so far, but I'm going to ask you. Maybe maybe you'll change things. Which is your favorite grip? Your left or your right? My right. Yep, everybody. It's so far. Everyone said the right. Uh, tell me why, and I'm gonna. I'll, I'll guess in my head, but why don't you tell me why?
1: Uh, well, there's the throttles there. Yeah. And uh, that's the one that you have to have the elbow up in the air so that you can drive her into the ground. So.
0: <laughs> right, right. Everyone's given a similar answer. That's the go fast. That's the one that that <laughs> yeah. set, starts your yeah. adventure. That's what makes you go so on and so forth. Several different ways to, to say it the same way, but. Throttle is the uh, the one that always comes up. Yep. Um, next question: What's your favorite
1: dog breed? Uh, I just uh, got a new blue healer. Oh blue sweet! Blanche. Yeah, she's running around the kitchen healing me while I cook.
0: Nice, nice. Um, uh, I, when I first heard of the blue healers and the um, like Queensland healers, I thought it was H E A L E R. So I thought when they 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 heal you, uh, you know, you fall down and they come lick you and you're good. good to go I yeah. fell out of a tree as a kid and found out that when the dog starts humping your head it's not healing you and in fact it doesn't you know my dad slapped me for that one um, what is your favorite song and it doesn't have to be of all time it could just be right now or maybe you do have one of all time but what's uh, what would you say your favorite song is
1: Ooh. Sturgill Simpson voices oh god I love Sturgill Simpson yeah he's good
0: um, I have to say he was in this band that I can't find anywhere called uh, I almost said Sunny Day Real Estate I think it's Sunday Valley I think was the name yeah. of it. and uh God, they ripped. That's the first time I ever heard them. And I was like looking for their stuff because it was a little bit more rocking. And yeah. as you know, his solo stuff is a little bit, it can be rocking, but it can also be pensive. Yeah. I've never been able to find, I don't think they ever put out albums. I think they were just a touring group or something. So
1: There's, there's some uh, Sunday Valley of him on YouTube. That are pretty Yeah. Good. He's like in right. like some old like back room with a light on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I think they did a couple recordings at this uh, at Pickathon. Yep. and it, it was like in the watershed or something like that. Yeah. And um, that's all I can find is those. But yeah, I love Sergio Simpson. He's got he's got that voice, man. And not only that, he's a great
1: songwriter. I right? actually wanna I wanna change my answer to medicine that cover of him for Medicine Springs. That's my favorite song.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write I'm writing it down. So I'm gonna that's a great make tune. like a yeah Medicine yeah. Springs. All right. And then next question. Let me finish writing that in my crappy handwriting. Um, What's your favorite type of sandwich?
1: Uh, Ham and Swiss. Grilled. Grilled ham and Swiss.
0: Great. If it's not grilled, is is it really ham and Swiss, you know? Mm -hmm. No. No, i i should if i would have thought if i was a smart person i would have had a spreadsheet and i would have had answers from wisconsin and been able to do some data to see how, <laughs> how closely you've answered to other <laughs> wisconsinites to see if i'm a true wisconsinite right uh, i wonder yeah. if anybody said ham and swiss that would have been funny uh, there's something in your guys swiss cheese that people tend to love um what is your
1: favorite month oh that's a good one um Probably April, end of March, when the uh, maple syrup starts running around here. Oh dang!
0: Uh, what 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 happened? Like, what is that all about? I mean, uh, obviously it's a maple tree. You're talking about it's, the real it's, the real it's stuff, that right? Magic,
1: it's that magic time of year where winter's over and spring's coming, and it has to thaw. It has to warm up enough where it thaws and the sap runs up the tree. But it has to be cold enough at night where it freezes, so the tree runs the sap back down. So it's that like sign of winter's over.
0: Weird. Yeah. And that happens in one day. It goes it goes up no. and then down.
1: Well, it, 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 it in one day the sap goes up and down the tree, but it'll you can uh, do maple syrup for a good two weeks if the weather cooperates right. But it's like. easy. It's, it's that one period of the year where you can go out in the woods and you're like, yeah, winter's over, man.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, well, theoretically, because I've seen it, you know, you, right. know you guys have had those right. snaps like in April and May yeah. even that, uh, whoopsie, yep. the weather said oh, you know. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite character from the movie Spaceballs?
1: Uh, the the Vader, What's his name? The Vader dude. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> know, I don't know Spaceballs well enough, but the main character.
0: Yeah, Darth Helmet. Yeah, there you go yeah uh, yeah see that's i i really messed up with that um answer and i'm guessing i guess that a lot of younger people don't even know it but you, you, i'd be surprised you know even even some like 19 year old people know with that but you have to rewatch that, that now I love, yeah that was a good movie yeah so it's a it's a very thanksgiving family movie so go <laughs> 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 this weekend i, I recommend it Perfect. um what is uh, your favorite do or well do you have a favorite sweater
1: Mm, no i don't wow my my sweaters are uh hoodies and they're disposable
0: <laughs> nice yeah you know what i've i've lost more hoodies than i've owned if that's even possible but that's yeah. how i've done it uh all right hey this year i i uh i compel you to go out and get an ugly christmas sweater uh Perfect. just so that you have a sweater Next time somebody asks you that, if anybody ever asks you that in your life again. <laughs> so, um, so this one's kind of hard cause it could be, it could be considered paint schemes too, but what's your favorite graphics or what do you think, what motorcycle has the best graphics, um, either package that you've seen, you know, a lot of, uh, sport bikes and dirt bikes have some iconic graphics sometimes that really stand out or, you know, like Harley Davidson had the California kid, you know, uh, Custom set for a while, or or you know they they always have Harley actually does have a lot of cool paint sets that come out that are like one time only. Um, do you have any motorcycle graphics or anything that you has think has the best graphics that you can think of right at the top of your head?
1: No, not offhand. I like the the subtle uh, little flare. You know, maybe it's flat black with some like hot orange stripe through it. Or right, right. Um, I do like Harley came out with that retro. Um, low s mm. that white with the red and blue or something on the tank i forget mm-hmm. exactly the scheme but two three years ago they came out with that i like that that was tasteful yep
0: i really i and i like the sportster um gosh what was the sportster uh is that the one you're talking about was the, oh, no, no no i'm thinking of the 1200 um and i forget what they called it but it did have like some 70s or 80s sure. i mean they've they've with done the it blue. A good,
1: yes with yeah the blue. yeah
0: and I really like that um, that scheme too. It harkened back to the old, like, swoopy uh, '70s, early late '70s and early '80s uh, tanks, you know.
1: Yep, yep. And I, uh, I kind of dig that. I like the yeah. subtle. I like the subtle, not too flashy. I, I I despise the let's paint everything orange. Or
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I do like the new Street Bob that came out last year, though. That was kind of. Uh, kick off you know it, it was it had a little bit more pop to it than the previous ones oh, and I thought that was yeah that it was it was kind of an orange color it was really cool um, and if you ever look up the Sportster 72 I don't know if you even remember those uh, when they came that was like the years when they were doing those that big bass boat flake metallic on the sportsters sure. and they had white wall tires <laughs> yeah those those were they're trying to go super custom with the uh, stock stuff and it just didn't look it didn't look great right. maybe you'll see some stuff at mama tried that you uh, you end up liking
1: yeah absolutely i look forward to that i, I yeah. love the the um, artistic flair that comes
0: heck yeah heck yeah um what is your uh, or what do you think in your opinion is the best motorcycle meme if you think if you if you've uh, seen enough to have an
1: opinion. Well, on the that. most recent, most relevant one is the uh, you've heard of Elf on the Shelf and it's Chris Farley on a Harley.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That season's coming, baby. Yeah. Um. What's your favorite type of pie?
1: Apple. Apple pie
0: yeah. for for any particular reason? I mean, Wisconsin's not famous for their apples.
1: Nope. Uh. It, my favorite type of dessert cheesecake but my favorite pie is apple
0: yeah after watching American Pie a few times it became my (laughs) favorite pie
1: kind (laughs) of flew out you're you're done with those
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, um, what's your favorite ocean animal clearly I geared this question towards southern Californians who I thought I'd be uh, have an endless stream of people to interview but uh, (laughs) I don't know if you have a favorite ocean animal
1: if I had to say a dolphin maybe because they're the smartest
0: yeah, man, they are so cool they are, Dolphins are pretty yeah. cool in person
1: I've see, uh, seen those nature shows Where they like flip their tail And like yeah. rail fish
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. They, they love to play with their food They're also very chatty If you ever come across them in the wild They, just, they won't stop talking right um, They would make good podcast hosts um, <laughs> Who in your opinion Is the best actress uh, Either it could be your favorite all time Or the best one right now
1: Oh, I, I'm not good at that one I'll
0: uh, have to pass on that. Chris Farley. I'll just put Chris yeah. Farley.
1: Chris Farley. Is.
0: <laughs> um, who is your favorite relative? Now this one might get a little. Uh, <laughs> this one might get a little touchy. Hopefully, no one's listening.
1: My favorite relative? Can I say? Yeah. My, can I say my dad? Sure. Yeah. You can say whatever. I, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. So.
0: Nice. And then they both made apple pie. They there both. made apple pie, See? I'm gonna guess. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Full circle. Um, yes. Uh, what name would you have chosen for yourself if your parents hadn't named you Shakes?
1: Oh, jeez. I got asked this the other day and I answered and I felt like I was conceited. Um,
0: <laughs> I want to hear that one then. <laughs>
1: uh, Max.
0: Max, okay. Nice. Uh, what about Max? What is it? Just. I... I
1: I think short. I, no, I think I seen. Uh, I don't know if it was a Family Guy or something where they they called themselves Max Powers or something like that. Oh. Just, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I was like, that's yeah. awesome.
0: That's a good one, right? Yeah, Max. Any 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 name after Maximum that. Maximum Powers. Right. It's almost it's <laughs> almost awesome. Max Thrust. Max. Yeah, there you, you know. go. Unless your name last name was E Pad, then you're good to go. Um. <laughs> how many this is the last question and it's probably the the least significant on here how many pairs of coveralls do you own and i know you're from wisconsin i know you you can't say zero on this
1: i uh, got bib overalls yep i have carhartt thermals to wear in the winter of course and then i have one pair of actual like full-on coveralls with the zip
0: i coveralls. knew you I knew you wouldn't disappoint being from Wisconsin. I know it's almost like, uh, you could say Carhartt and that's uh, that's totally appropriate. And then, uh, yeah, I I know everybody up there at least has one pair of some sort of canvas coverall or or overalls or something, so nice. You answered like a true Wisconsin, I gotta tell you that. So,
1: passed.
0: Thank you. You passed. That Hammond Swiss, I'm going to have to double check. I'm going to have to go back to all the episodes and listen now. We got 260 something. I'm going to have to go through to find that out. But uh, yeah, you you, uh, you passed in my book. You spent a whole hour uh, wasting wasting your life. You're never going to get back. But I had a lot of fun talking with you and uh, I'm excited to see I'm going to be looking I'm going to be looking for streams so if I find the links now I'll stick them in the show notes and if you uh, have any please uh, let me know if you know which uh, who's going to be streaming so we can all check you out and uh, have fun from you know 3,000 miles away down here in the the bottom of the uh, west west coast um, watching Flat Out Friday play out and uh, Mama Tried and all that fun stuff I'm just I'm super excited to talk to you right beforehand and then to be able to go and watch and see how you do so on. yeah no problem and if anybody wants to check you out or uh, find you on social media you want to share that info
1: yeah I'm uh, sideways shakes and I'll be out there number 9x
0: 9x radical where does that number come from
1: the very first race I got to they uh, had two nines a nine actually comes from high school baseball I- nice was a varsity baseball player, and I was like, "No, oh, let's get a mobile that. Yeah, there was two nines at the track, and my best friend, who was helping me pit that day, raised his hand when they asked who wanted to uh, wear the X.
0: Nice. I was found one it of them? Yeah. Was one of them zero nine? Or do you know? Because I bet you twelve bucks, my old co-host was at
1: that race too. If it was, was it in it uh, Tennessee? No, this was a Dairyland Classic, uh, Plymouth.
0: Oh yeah, forget about. It. He wasn't there. Yeah, Nine X <laughs> Radical. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks, Shakes, for hanging out with us. And uh, I, I look forward. I, I am. I am stoked, and I'm. I'm happy. I'm so happy that things are going to get back on track. I feel like. I feel like things are really turning around, and I just finished um, going to a big motorcycle event myself, and had a whole lot of fun. So I'm just. I'm looking forward to to the fun starting again and, and this is a good way to kick off 2022 in 2021 <laughs> so, <laughs> right on man rad well hey i thank you for hanging out and wasting time and uh tell your uh, girlfriend thanks for sharing and to keep supporting and we'll be looking for you out
1: there on the track we will do thank you man
0: all right talk to you later yeah alright everybody that's our show and we will uh, be wrapping up with you we're gonna do like I said we're gonna do our IMS Outdoors recap next Friday you're gonna have to listen it'll give me a whole lot more time to go in depth instead of trying to cram anything I mean I already spent an hour on it and it was still uh, as short as I can go so uh, we'll release some show notes uh, with all of the links for the build moto and anything you could possibly want to know about the upcoming flat out Friday and uh, mama tried and all that fun stuff and yeah uh, Yeah, catch you on the flip side. Peace, Greece. uh, Tell your niece to stop chasing geese. I'm just getting sick of saying that. Hey, guys, I need a good catchphrase for motorcycles. Keep your boots above the roots. No, geez. Go watch Luca. It's got really good um, Vespa scene in it. How's that? Don't make a mespa. Ride a Vespa. All right. (laughs) Bang.